0: Hello, my name is Nyquia and welcome to the Scripture Stories, and Strategies podcast, a Christian business podcast that brings together the wisdom of the Bible and the world of business. Join us each week as we explore a different scripture or story from the Bible and unpack its relevance for modern business strategies. Our show is designed to inspire and empower Christian entrepreneurs and business leaders to integrate their faith into their daily work. We believe that the Bible is not just a spiritual guide, but a practical tool for success in the business world. Each episode features a deep dive into a specific scripture or story, along with expert insights and practical takeaways for implementing its teachings in your business. Whether you're just starting out in the business world or are a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find valuable insights and strategies to help you succeed in your work within our podcast episodes. So tune into scripture stories and strategies to discover the power of the Bible as a business tool and learn how to apply its wisdom in your daily work. Enjoy this episode. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you're new, skip get past that introduction. You probably have no clue who I am. Well, I'm Nyquia, and I'm not only your sister in Christ, but I'm also your host, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a few businesses under my belt. And the purpose of this podcast is to help Christian entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith and God's word within their marketing and business strategies. And I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner. And my ultimate goal is to help you learn how to use the Bible as your number one business or finance tool. so... What's up guys? As you can probably tell, your girl has been MIA from filming new podcast episodes and I believe the last one went live in June and we are officially in September. I think honestly today is uh, Labor Day, so September 4th. And um, since the last time I spoke with you guys, a lot of things have happened within my personal life. Some fun, some not so fun. I mean, that's life. But One exciting thing I did want to share and just update you all on is um, how I just actually came back from living abroad in Europe for a month and I enjoyed it so much. I went by myself and I essentially went back to cities I've already been to mainly because I wanted to experience these cities like living as a local and not have to worry about like discovering the city or doing tourist stuff. So it was really a nice way of just living, honestly, the last month. And I basically, I'm not I'm not even going to lie to you, I basically lived in coffee shops. If you follow me on Instagram, on my business account, or even my personal account, like I literally lived in coffee shops. Um, I was honestly living in answered prayer too, and like being able to work from any corner of the world and... Like, there were times where I was in the coffee shop and I just had to stop what I was doing and just give thanks uh, to God because, like, a few years ago, you know, me and I, I dreamt of a moment like this. So, also, if you follow me on TikTok, I actually did a few videos of showing my top favorite coffee shops to work from and all the cities I lived in. So, while away, so if you are ever in London, Paris, Amsterdam, or Madrid, and you need some coffee shop recommendations to work from, Check all those videos. My TikTok handle I believe is at Nyquia underscore. Uh I also have a viral video. This is another thing that I wanted to update you guys on. I'm just really proud how much how many people it's reached. But I also have a viral video on my TikTok that I posted, I believe, after the last podcast episode. So I don't think I got to talk to you guys about it, but Right now, as of September 4th, it's about 2.8 million views at this point. And I'm just so grateful it's reaching the people it's supposed to reach. And to think I wasn't even going to post that video. I wasn't even going to create it because I thought it was just too basic. It was like basic foundation Christianity. Um, I was like, oh, I don't want to post this. Like, I feel like everybody knows this. But surprisingly, a lot of Christians were aware and not even just Christians, people who are just new, new Christians coming to the faith or questioning Christianity or like curious about it or even loved the video. And that just really meant a lot to me. And the topic of the video, by the way, was to understand how to read the Bible based on how the Bible is broken up into many sections. So um, yeah, I'm just, that's just a few updates I wanted to share with you guys. But anyways, today I wanted to talk about work, specifically um, how us as Christian entrepreneurs can get the most out of our work, you know, the most fruit produced from our hands. And, um, I mainly want to do this for two reasons. One of the reasons is because I just came back from that, uh, you know, living abroad and all I did was work and it it just made me think about how the work I'm doing, how is it producing fruit and, you know, is my work glorious to the father and all that stuff. But anyways, um, curious. So I'm going to start this off with a couple questions. You know, do you enjoy what you do? Think about it. I mean, or do you hate the current job position you're in now? You know, do you wish you could be doing something else or do you love your job and want to move up in a position? Do you see yourself as a good employee or employer? Are you giving your best every time you get to work? See, there's some of us who love our jobs and some of us who look at our jobs or businesses as a disease. Trust me, I've been there. I'll share my, I'll share a little bit about that in a few, but, you know, if you look at, genesis you know it's one of the first commands god tells adam to do you know he gives him tasks and adam works um, proverbs 14 23 says all hard work brings a profit but mere talk leads only to poverty and i wanted to talk about this today because not only because of my recent travel but it was actually a recent sermon i heard from one of my favorite pastors which rests in peace because he also passed away since the last time i recorded a podcast but pastor dr charles stanley Um, This was the first time I heard this message from him and it really spoke to me, especially just because going through ups and downs with my career, as well as like exploring the freedom of my career when traveling recently. And I just want to share this message with you and break down the five ways to get the most out of what you do, you know, what you do for work, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're working for someone else. Uh, So when you think about the reason you are working, is it only to get paid? Like if so you have a short-sighted view on labor and what work is supposed to be about and you honestly may miss God's blessings he has in store for you because there's more to work than just making money. I know right like (laughs) mind blown. Um, So I I don't know about you but for me as a Christian entrepreneur, I'm always wondering if the work I put into my business or if the work I do in general is prosperous, not just for me, but for those that it impacts. You know, I always wonder what the fruit of my labor is, especially the ones I will never know about. Uh, You may think that too, you know, is your business helping others genuinely? Do you do a great job at your work from your employer? Is your work, you know, actually building you up or is it tearing you down? So for example, I think of this podcast, right? To me, this is work, but I also wonder if it's actually helping anyone sometimes. Like, is it worth it? Is it a waste of my time? Do people find this valuable? Am I just talking to myself? And it's also another reason I wanted to bring up this sermon and talk about it with you today because at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter if we know that our fruit is impacting the lives of others for the better, And I'm going to dive more into why I say that, but there's five principles that we should be focusing on instead, and that's what we're going to be diving into today. So as always, I like to set the tone of each episode with a relative scripture, as well as what we will be studying today. So today's study comes from Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 through 25, as well as Colossians 4.1. And then today's scripture comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, and it says, I'm I coming out with a cold or something. Uh, I just had to drink some water. Sorry. Okay. So this scripture actually brings us to the first out of five ways to get the most out of your work, which is viewing ourselves as servants. This is so powerful and it, it, it's a mindset we should have, whether, you know, we're working for ourselves or whether we're employing others or work for an employer. So what I love about this verse from Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8, is that we're told that Jesus did not come to be served by others, but to be the one serving others. Think about it. When you put your mindset in the mind of a servant, you put in extra care to what you are doing. There's more value that goes into your work. There's more love that goes into your work. There's more concentration that goes into your work so like when you're a servant you're always looking out you know for your master's interest right making sure it's done properly for their approval and so I want to read today's foundational scripture for this episode which is in Colossians 3 and 4 um in Colossians 3 verse 22 and chapter 3 it says bond servants obey in everything those who are your earthly masters not by the eye service not, I'm sorry, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. And there is no partiality. Now, in other transcriptions, the word slave in the beginning of Colossians three twenty. Two or twenty-three. The word "slave" is used instead of "bond servant," and you'll have some Christians who'll read this and be like, oh, nope, this isn't for me. I'm no slave. It never happened. A slave never will. I can't relate." <laughs> but what you have to remember is one: this is written by the Apostle Paul, right? And Paul was writing to at this time. You have to remember context is very important. So in those days, bond servants were slaves were also doctors they were teachers they were fishermen etc like they had they had a profession these slaves had a profession but they just belonged to someone else they belonged to a wealthy person so in verse 22 even for us christians today who aren't technically bond servants you know we are told to obey authority with sincerity and not just to please men so if you are employed by someone uh you're an employee And you should be following the authority of the manager or owner. Now, you'll have people who will complain about the work they do. They hate it, but hey, it puts bills, you know, in their bank account and pays the bills. You know, that's understandable, but that's not a reason to do a horrible job because you hate what you do. Let me say that again. Just because you hate your job, it's not a reason to do a horrible job because you hate what you do. The Bible tells us to obey authority and work to please God, not men. So as long as these authoritative figures aren't asking you to do some off the wall stuff that goes against the word of God, just do your work. And I hate to be as plain and simple as that, but it's true. And you never know why God has you placed in that line of work. It can be, and most likely is, for your benefit for something in the future. Like for example, I talked about this before on this podcast but before I started my business I have been in management positions ever since I was like 23 I'm 32 now by the way I just celebrated my birthday August 12th Woo! anyways when I was 25 I was in one of the longest management roles I've been in and I worked as an assistant manager in retail for a 2.2 23 million dollar store so there was a lot to do with his role I loved who I work with, but I hated this job with the passion. If you ever worked in retail, you'll know. Like, you guys, I felt like every day I was disrespected by customers who always felt they were in the right. I was constantly cleaning up after customers and I legit felt like a slave some days. Like, when I tell you, like, if I'm folding a table and it's nice and neat and I try to make it look nice and neat for everyone else who's coming in because I want our store to look presentable you'll have people that'll come up, they'll see me fixing the table and literally will rip the table apart or they'll grab something from the bottom, rip the rest of the clothes apart. Instead of just asking me to get you a size or just n- nice and neatly taking the pile, like taking the pile off the size that you want and putting the pile back on. Like it's just, it was just so disrespectful to me. I I like, I just hated it. Like this is what I'm getting paid for to basically clean up after people. So anyways, I went on a tangent there um and after I like regained my thought but at the time so I used to ask God all the time like why is this my job right now like I'm meant for so much more and at the time my dream was to work in corporate America doing like creative marketing somewhere and my passion for owning my business was still there but not as prominent so I was always getting uh I was also getting my international MBA at the time you know to help with better jobs in the future and I just knew that I just was a quick better for. And I thought of myself um, for a period of time, I did think of myself better than other people because of my position. Um, I was in that position for six years and I hated it for six years. And within that six years, I did get raises as well as I did get like promotions. Um, But I was also constantly applying for corporate marketing positions, either within that business or just outside of that business. And I was constantly getting denied or not hearing back at all. And so within the last two years of working there, I became so just down, and I, I just felt like I had no purpose for what I wanted to do in life. I knew it was meant for more, and that this job wasn't reflecting that. But I, you know, but but what I know now that I didn't know then is that God was preparing me for now and the future to come. Because from that position for six years, I learned how to manage all types of people as well as large number of employees, so a small group of people. I've learned how to seek people to employ. So I learned what to look for when you're hiring somebody for a business. Um, I learned the ins and outs of running a $2.3 million business. I learned how to cope with customers' reactions. I've learned patience. I've learned how to handle conflict. I learned a lot about finance and money. I learned about negotiation because once again, there was a time I was like, you know what? I know I can be getting paid more and I'm worth it. And so I sent a letter to my district and regional manager at the time and they instantly gave me a raise I deserve. Um, I learned so much more on that job that prepared me for running my own business today. And I'm sure... I will use those skills in the future as my business endeavors grow. So, see, at the time I didn't have a servant mindset. I had the mindset, I'm going to be honest with you, I had the mindset of a prideful king. Yeah, I thought myself, um, which I hate to admit this, but at a time I thought myself better than where I was at and sometimes treated my position as such and my position literally became my identity. I started having my coworkers, who were just like sales associates and not management roles doing the things I didn't want to do, like cleaning up after customers or putting away clothes. Like I felt too highly of myself to do that. So I gave it to those at the time I thought were in a lower position than me. And that mindset didn't last long, thank goodness. But because uh, that mindset didn't last long because I then remembered in a previous job, like two job roles before that, that's how management treated me. And I hated it so much. Um, And I remember telling myself I'd never want to be that type of manager because of what I went through. Um, And so when I finally, when that came back up into my mind, I cleaned that attitude up real quick. And, uh, but I learned that if I had the mindset of a servant, I would have probably enjoyed that position a lot more because I wouldn't be doing it just to get ahead or to get the attention of like my upper management. I'd be doing it for God and using this as a, as a tool to further my business skills. So this actually leads me to number two, which is if you want to get the most out of your work as a Christian entrepreneur, or if you're a Christian and you're employed by someone else, you need to work as for the Lord, which is the second part of that verse in Colossians 3.22. I kind of explained this within my story, but one thing I want to point out about this second way is that pay attention to what it says in the end of that verse. It says in that verse, um, I believe in verse 24 knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. So when I was working as a manager in retail, I worked please management, I'm gonna be honest with you, like I, I only wanted to get ahead, I wanted to move up. So I worked to please management, that's how you got ahead. <laughs> and I wanted to get away into, I wanted to get a way into corporate. So I was a people pleaser to them, doing what I could to show that I'm the right choice if a position never opened up, but you know, it never did. And um, I look at that position as doing the work, not only for the Lord, but also doing it to receive the inheritance as a reward. So in this verse, an inheritance is is most likely referring to our, you know, our everlasting life in heaven. But this can also be applied to the gifts, the talents, the skills that God, the experience that God gives to us through numerous jobs. I really want you to sit and think about this. We're only in church on Sundays, right? If we, let's say we go to the church every Sunday out of the month, right? If we go on every Sunday, also think about we're working together, you know, worshiping the Lord for about maybe eight hours a month, you know, and I'm just saying if you're in maybe church for like two hours on a Sunday, four Sundays in a month, that's about eight hours a month. Um, excuse me. Most of our weeks are spent doing what? Working, right? And our work is where we will be tested. It's also where we will learn the most about ourselves and how people perceive us. We'll learn more about our talents, our gifts, etc. So when I think of inheritance, I have to think about the gifts and skills God gave me within that position to prepare myself for this entrepreneurship journey. Because if I did not go through those six years of that specific retail management job, and then also the jobs before then, I would not, guys, I would not have been a good business owner. Simple as that. I just would not have. Um, I would not have had my character tested. I would not uh, you know, press, together, shake, and be molded into the work I now produce today. And I, there's still things I can work on today, honestly, but I'm so grateful now for all the work experience I did have because my spiritual gifts have only gotten stronger to help do his will for my life. Now, let's jump into number three. So uh, number three for how to get the most out of our work aligns with number two in a way, as then we need to view Christ as our authority how much better listen to me now how much better would you be at your job or better yet how much more love and attention would you give to the detail of your work if Jesus was your boss think about it there will probably be so many things you'd be careful at doing careful with avoiding saying posting even online like on social media etc like I'll always have to keep this in mind with my business as a Christian entrepreneur, at least I try to every day. If Jesus was my direct authoritative figure in my work, would this please Him? You know, think about the same thing in your job. Would He like the way you you treated that coworker yesterday, uh, or just in general? Would He enjoy the way you do your work? If you're a business owner, would He like the way you seek out employees to work for you? I.e., are you like basically looking for someone who can do the cheapest labor, or are you placing more financial value on their on actual good work? you know, when it comes to your financial rewards, like your paycheck, what Jesus is approved of the way you're spending your money. You know, there's just so many things I'd be so careful and thoughtful with in my actual work if I was working for Jesus, like if I had that mindset. Well, guess what? We are. (laughs) We are God's servants. And these are not our, excuse me, uh, these are not our bodies. And we are here to glorify his words and teach his truth. And that even means when it comes to our work. So all of us aren't going to be working in the church. All of us are not called to work in the position as the church and we'll all have different professions, you know, where we can share God's word. So take me, for example, my marketing agency is rooted in how Jesus taught and ministered and my values and my company are based on him. Now this podcast is an extension of that because I use my spiritual gifts to help spread God's word and the world of business for those Christian entrepreneurs struggling to include God within their business, like on a daily basis. So See, my business and this podcast both serve God in different ways and serve people in different ways. But at the end of the day, like this is his business and this is his podcast and I'm a servant doing his work. And let me tell you, it feels good to serve God. This is another reason why I kind of beat myself up when I'm creating podcast episodes because I've been like, I haven't posted guys since June. It's September, June, July, August. It's been three months. And so I literally... Like, if I'm looking at the mindset, like, Jesus is my boss, like, I haven't worked for Jesus in three months. Like, what employer is going to let someone not work for three months and then reap any rewards, you know? So, like, in that, when I think about it like that, it hits me. So, if we aren't serving him, we're serving the world, which the world, as we know, belongs to the enemy, the devil. And that may be extreme, but it's true. So, if your work only glorifies you, and if your work is only for you and it doesn't impact others, then your work isn't glorifying God's purpose for your life. It's as simple as that. So the fourth way of getting the most out of your work as a Christian entrepreneur is to see other people as worthy persons. This goes back to my example of how you treat the people you work with, whether they are your co-workers or your employees. So. It, I mean, it, it, it's common sense, right? If we see everyone we work with as someone worthy, our work with that person is just more fruitful. So once again, for example, when I worked as a manager in retail, when I actually took the time to learn more about my coworkers and learn what they are actually good at and, and what they actually enjoyed, I actually enjoyed more, I, I enjoyed my work more because it made our day more efficient. So before, I used to just place certain coworkers within certain zones of the store, we call like seal zones, And, you know, I I would just tell them, you know, do your job, do whatever that zone is work or task pertains of. But later on within my position, I actually started seeing everyone I work with as worthy and as equal to me. I started asking them, you know, what they would actually like to do today instead of just forcing them in an area of the store they didn't want to be in. So I quickly found out that if you place people within the store where they actually want to be. As a manager, it makes your job so much easier and efficient, especially on busy weekends when the store is chaotic or even during holiday time. So this is why before the store even opened, usually the managers or the manager, the opening manager of the store usually had an hour to prep for the day, right? So during that prep, I would see who was working today and based on my previous like just communications and relationships with my coworkers while working with them. I knew where to place them on the sales floor where one, it would be the most effective for everyone, as well as it would be a, a position where that person actually enjoyed. And with doing that, it also impacted the start of their workday. So when they would come in, we would uh, the manager of that time or during that shift, they would chat them in before starting their shift. So when they saw where they would be at for the day, so i.e. their favorite position. It honestly just instantly puts them in a good mood because they already know, especially if it's a weekend, like I said, we were we were a two point 2300000 three million dollar store. So we were busy and on the weekends, it was just crazy. So you're already coming in stressed like from the day. But then you've come in and your manager's chatting you in and you see that you're in a position that you actually enjoy and it makes the time go by fast. It literally just it, it makes their mood so much better, which makes the management's mood so much better. So treat people right understand their values and their interests. You know, I had to learn this again when working with clients within my business. I learned more about them than their actual business, which actually helped me even learn more about how to conduct a strategy that not only would make them happy, but also satisfy their end users. So the last way I want to talk about to get the most out of our work as Christian entrepreneurs is to view our rewards as present rewards and future rewards. So what I mean by this. So for example, as I mentioned before in the beginning of this episode, if the only reward you see from your work or the only reward you look forward to from your work is the numbers on a paycheck or that direct deposit in your bank, then you've missed the point of work or you missed, you missed the reason why God employs work on us. That's not the only reward you're getting from your work. Um, also, all that we are going to be rewarded for when it comes to our work doesn't reflect on the money from a paycheck, basically meaning the value of our work. Guys, it's not limited to financial reasons. So since God is the boss, right? He is the one who ultimately determines what our reward is. And some of those rewards are now, like money, that would be a good one. Uh, Because, you know, due to the hours and work we actually put in during that time, but the ultimate reward is given by someone Uh, is giving through sometimes other people, um, you know, uh, in the long run. Uh, So I'm going to reiterate what I said earlier. Remember, we work about 40 to 50 hours a week, maybe less, maybe more. The greatest percentage of our reward is what we've done or failed to do during our work, since it takes up most of our time. Like I said, we're only in church, you know, if we go to church every Sunday, we're only in church maybe eight hours a month. What are we doing with that other time. Most of our time, most of a human's time during the week is spent working. So that is our future reward as well. All of us have work to do and work is for God. It's not to impress man, but it's to serve the Lord and treat people well while doing our work. So That's it. (laughs) That brings me to the end of this episode. And I hope you learned something on how to get the most out of your work as a Christian entrepreneur or a Christian in general working for someone else. If you love this message today, please share it with someone who needs this message. And please don't forget to leave a comment on my podcast and even a rating because I love when you guys leave reviews because I mean, to go back on what this episode is all about, it honestly shows the impact of my work going towards this podcast. It, It just helps me keep going. Um, even though I know it's not to impress you guys, it's it's me trying to spread God's word and God's truth through the world of business, but I'm not going to lie. I like seeing the impact of my fruit. I like seeing that it's working to some sort of degree. So leaving those reviews and leaving those ratings really help me and it helps this podcast just reach other people. So, okay, let's end off in prayer. If you have the ability to stop what you're doing and pray, I would greatly would love for you to join me in this prayer. Um, Father, I come before you thankful that you have made work a part of life and given us the opportunity to glorify you and our work. Thank you that we can work hard and go to bed tired each day. It's truly a blessing. Thank you for the good days and the difficult ones, Father, and for the gifts you have given us to help this world be a better place through our work establish the work of our hands father by helping us to be more productive more patient more focused and insightful keep us from distractions father and even from technology hindering my work or our work instead of it helping it may your spirit lead us in our work and help us to be joyful creative and worshipful constantly reminding us of your love and that you're the reason we have breath in our lungs father teach us to align our work family church life and the rest in a way that would maximize your glory and allow us to bear the most fruit for your kingdom in jesus name i pray amen thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and i will talk to you guys in the next ones bye do you feel that that heat that fuel Girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs it would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.